We've talked about this topic many times before, and I wanted to bring it up again today because last week I was in the library in San Jose, Costa Rica, and I came across a book, The History of Costa Rica, and it had some before and after pictures. I should say then and now pictures, and it was very interesting. Uh, Costa Rica has grown so much, up to five million people here now all at one time, and so many skyscrapers and huge buildings, and Savannah Park used to be just a, a nice little country area, and now it looks like New York City. It's incredible. So just want to spend about five minutes on how it all started, who was involved, and uh, where we are today in 2022. In 1502, wow, what's that, 420 years ago, when Christopher Columbus landed in Puerto Limon, less than 20 indigenous tribes occupied the land in what is now Costa Rica. The golden bands that the region's Carib Indians wore as earrings and nose rings inspired the uh, Columbus and his crew to name the country Costa Rica, meaning, of course, rich coast. Columbus's arrival ultimately led to the eradication of these native populations as exotic diseases and fatal battles took their toll. Not a good thing. While large-scale colonization was rampant in other Central American countries, few Spanish colonists claimed lands in Costa Rica due to the lack of mineral wealth and the lack of an abundant Indian population to work the land. Initial attempts to colonize all of the coastal areas were unsuccessful due to the extreme heat, the dense jungle, and diseases such as dengue fever and malaria. Colonists finally settled in the cooler central highlands of Cartago in 1563. As most of the native population had perished, the settlers worked the land themselves and became small landowners. Cartago remained a provincial capital of colonial Spain for nearly two and a half centuries before moving the capital to San Jose, about 15 miles west of Cartago, and that was in 1823. In 1821, Costa Rica and several other Central American provinces declared their independence from Spain. Juan Mora Fernandez elected the nation's first chief of state, uh, what is now called president, in 1824, initiated the construction of roads and ports and also established a judicial system. Moreover, he encouraged coffee cultivation by providing free land grants to farmers. The cultivation of coffee would transform Costa Rica in the 19th century to an economic global powerhouse. At that time, only a few families owned sizable properties. As Costa Rica began to develop, these few families rich in land soon became some of the wealthiest in the country and in the world. To support the coffee trade, an ox cart path was built from the fertile Central Valley where most of the coffee was being grown to the Caribbean coast for direct export to Europe and other parts of the globe. This trade ultimately opened doors to European influence as doctors, artisans, and naturalists from these areas immigrated to Costa Rica in the 1850s. The capital city of San Jose rapidly developed and as a note was one of the first three cities in the world to have electricity throughout the city. In 1871, Jamaican slaves, Chinese indentured servants, and American convicts were brought in to begin railroad construction. 
This was significant in that it would unite the coffee-growing Central Valley with the Caribbean port of Limon. The new railroad helped boost the coffee industry and the steady rise in coffee exports resulted in a wealthy upper class and a very prosperous Costa Rican economy. In fact, Barrio Amon, just a few blocks north of the downtown area of San Jose, is home to many of the mansions that these coffee barons built in the 1890s and through to about 1910. This barrio, or neighborhood, as they say in Spanish, is home now to many hotels, B&Bs, and cafes, but still holds the charm of the past. I suggest a walking tour when you visit Costa Rica. The first democratic elections were held in 1889, and other than two brief periods of violence, democracy has been synonymous with Costa Rica ever since. Costa Rica is one of the most successful democracies in the Americas. In 1917, Federico Tinoco overthrew the elected president, Alfredo Gonzalez. Most Costa Ricans, as well as the United States, opposed Tinoco's overthrow, and he was disposed, or deposed, I should say, in 1919. In the close presidential election of 1948, Rafael Calderon fraudulently claimed victory over Otilio Ulate. The dispute precipitated a six-week civil war resulting in over 2,000 deaths. Jose Ferrer, as supporter of Ulate, assumed presidency for 18 months before deferring back to Ulate. Economic and social reforms since 1948 have enabled the country to remain stable. A new constitution was adopted and elections have since been free and fair. Costa Rica still has a large agricultural sector including coffee and bananas, pineapple and sugar exports, mangoes. In the last 20 years, ecotourism and technology have taken off and become top-earning industries in the country. Costa Ricans enjoy a very high standard of living and land ownership is widespread. The country boasts a high literacy rate, over 98%, a large middle class and a stable government that has functioned without an army for more than 60 years. In the past 10 years especially, global companies have moved towards expanding their footprints in Costa Rica, which is fantastic because of the labor pool here. Many bilingual workers who are intelligent and hardworking lend to success in business for any company who participates. It's an exciting time for Costa Rica. Stay tuned because every day we tell you more about this wonderful country. Thank you so much for listening and keep in mind that we've recorded way over 1,200 episodes of our Costa Rica Pura Vida Lifestyle podcast series. We're found on all major podcast venues, including iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Podcasts, the Apple Podcast Platform, Stitcher, Anchor, and all the others. Simply Google our name in the venue that you wish to listen, and the links will magically appear in front of your eyes. Our only reason for doing all of this is to share with you all of the good news that comes out of Costa Rica every day. If you've never been here before, then we hope to inspire you enough to visit If you live here already, we hope to help you become more familiar with what all Costa Rica has to offer you in your own backyard. We deliver to you nothing but good news and hundreds of stories about the Pura Vida lifestyle. Thanks again for listening, and we'll be here tomorrow. Hope you are too.